Welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by GEICO. Insurance can be hard. That's why GEICO makes it easy with the 24-7 claims service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to GEICO. Guys, it is Friday, October 20th. Yeah, it is. I am here with Stefania Bell, Fields Yates. I got the date right. I got the day right. We're off to a good start. You know why that date is important? Tell me why. It's my daddy's 92nd birthday. Shut up. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Papa, Papa Bell. That's amazing. It Just one of the great amazing. humans of all time. Knowing, great American of all time as well. Going about a year and a half ago, uh, we thought we were saying goodbye. He's pretty much a miracle. Shut up. <laughs> Stefania, that is incredible. That is awesome. Yeah. 92 years young, I might add young. as and well. And a fan of the show. Of course he, he is. Watching, yeah. So appreciate our birthday show. When I think about people that have nobly and capably served our country and done everything you could ask beyond that, your father is one of the first oh, people that I think of. Absolutely. Great man right there. I also want to say not to downgrade that at all. No, no. Tomorrow is my son Manny's birthday. He's turning yes. 19 years old. So oh. on the other end of the spectrum, yeah. just starting into adulthood here. Manny, love you, buddy. Happy birthday. Oh my God, that's a, a big of, one tomorrow. Big yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's His right. final year as a teenager, by the way. That's right, until <laughs> um, real adulthood starts. Can I ask a question? Yeah. I have no significant birthdays in my life coming up that I... Actually, my godson turns uh, three coming up next week. We'll save that one love for uh, next week. Great yeah. dude, Hayes. He's the man. Hilarious. <laughs> great dude. Great yeah, dude. Uh, he's a great dude. He's a great man. He's got an awesome mullet. He is the real deal. Um, do you have an interview for something later, Daniel? I don't know, Field, but I did I did come a little dressed a little nicer today. I've quite <laughs> literally never seen you dress like this before. Yeah, I got a button-up shirt. the QZ. Yes, a QZ. QZ. The Lions like, QZ. Did you steal my fashion? I, you know what? From like you maybe have, the past couple of years. Matthew used to always talk about how you were his, his spirit fashion, his fashion spirit animal, yeah. or whatever it is. Like I feel like I'm just trying to take a, a page from your book a little right. bit here and there. So um, good. The quarter zip. I told I called Rosie at home. I was like, I feel like either uh, Scott Clark or Field Jates in this quarter zip. I love it. So. It looks tremendous. Everybody on the show and prior to the show has already had fun deciding what my what sweatshirt looks, looks like. like. Yeah. Uh, various uh, responses have included yes. looking like uh, a glitter bomb was thrown at my chest. Uh, Stefania said it looks like I played paintball without any protective gear with tiny paintballs. Uh, those that are watching can decide that. Those that are listening can go check out ESPN. Sorry, YouTube.com slash ESPN NFL. Um, and if we had Jackson here today, he is off doing something. We throw a poll up right now. Oh, yeah. Um, not even a poll. Just like a yeah. fill in the blank yeah. response. Yeah. 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 What is Fields shirt look like? <laughs> yes. What does it look like? What made it happen? there? Yes. We have no idea how this shirt ended up like this, but shout out Roback. That's right. All right. Let's dive in. We got a huge show today. Yeah, we it's do. a Friday. We got an injury report. Stefania, you're going to help us out with that. We've got a Thursday night football recap and the rest of our week seven preview. So we're going to dive right in. Stefania with the injury report. You're going to lead us off. We've got a couple of 49ers. Unfortunately, did not practice yesterday, which is CMC and Debo Samuel. We got a Monday night football game that we're preparing for. So what can you tell us about these two 49ers? Yeah, two of the biggest players in fantasy, two of the biggest players in your near heart. and dear to your my heart. heart. Yeah. And they don't play until Monday night. So unfortunately, uh, we have to wait on this. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them come in to Monday night's game as questionable. CMC is going to be really tricky. He had an oblique injury. If you saw him during the game, he appeared to injure himself. And you could see him stretching kind of that leaning over and rotating, which is exactly how you would stretch your obliques, came in for a play, then had to exit again, went to the locker room and did not return. And we know McCaffrey's tough as nails, so for him to not come back, it definitely had to be bothering him. Now, I will say this. He did not practice on Thursday, but he often doesn't practice in the first practice of the week, which, when you play Monday night, is Thursday. Uh, Kyle Shanahan will let McCaffrey play if McCaffrey is ready to go. I think this okay. is one that could go down to a game-time decision. They're going to give him all the rest he needs. He does not need to practice. I mean, come on, guys. It's the one-year anniversary of perhaps the biggest trade in NFL history. That's I right. would like to see Christian McCaffrey on Monday night, but... Uh, the team obviously wants to be smart, so uh, we don't have much insight. But I do know they will. They will let Wait, him go. Jared Goff wasn't traded the year ago. Oh, today. <laughs> I appreciate you, Field Jates. I appreciate yeah, that. You're just picking up what I'm putting down right there. Um, I have. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Stay with the Niners before okay, we jump okay. off. The yeah, Niners. yeah, yeah. And Debo Samuel with a shoulder injury. That again, this had to be a lot for Debo not to come back. Now I saw him on uh, our friend Kay Adams show. Hey, Kay Adams. And he talked about taking a hit with the helmet 
to his biceps and then his arm going numb. So they just decided that it would be smart for him to not go back in. Again, he could come down to game time, probably will come in as questionable. Uh, two big pieces for the 49ers too offense. Big for Monday night football specifically. Field, we talked about this. You at least have to have a plan just in case Christian McCaffrey can't roll. And you should also make sure he is in your flex spot, not in your running back spot because of Monday night football. Okay, so I have a couple of things here. First of all, an ask. I don't ask for much in this life. Uh-oh. But Adam Schefter, if you're out there listening right now, which you have so much going on in your life, I don't know if you even have time for podcasts. I'm asking for this. It's very specific. I know that you reserve your Sunday AM injury notes for games that are being played on Sunday. But if just try it at like 4.27 a.m. on Sunday morning, which not that many people on the East Coast are awake. Not yet. Not that many people on the West Coast are still awake. You can sort of slide it in right there. 4.27 a.m. Here's the update on Christian McCaffrey. I'm hoping that we get some sort of clarity on McCaffrey by Sunday. I don't we think, can, we, I, I we, think we, it's we, possible we, we really don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to manifest let's that to happen. Yeah, uh, I will just happen. say, though, again, yeah. like if you have to play a 49ers running back, I have made clear I'm going to plant my flag on the Jordan Mason side for this one, but I'm doing so trepidatiously. I have him just a few spots ahead. I will have him just a few spots ahead of Elijah Mitchell, but I'm on team Jordan Mason here uh, for Debo. If he doesn't play, then obviously only boost the likelihood that uh, Brandon Ayuk or George George Kittle has a day on Monday. Here's the thing I'm betting that we're going to see. It's going to be Chris McCaffrey is preparing to go. Mm. The 49ers hope to have him. Mm-hmm. They'll warm him up pregame and see how it feels. And, and, that's and 90 minutes is when we're going to find out. <laughs> Can we exactly. flex this game to Monday, Sunday at 1 p.m. instead? So that we can have no. information? Yes. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. Because I want Anyways. nothing else to I digress. Oh, that's fair. I'm with you as, wow. as a fan yeah. of the team. Okay. I get that. All right, how about Aaron Jones, Stefania? Fantasy managers have been without him for three of the six weeks so far. He's been injured for three of the, the five games that they played so far. Are we going to see him out there this week? I think we are. And I think if you want some really good insight from a player on how these hamstring injuries can be so problematic, even when it seems like they're not when they first happen, go check out our colleague Rob Domofsky's piece that he did on Aaron Jones. I thought it was great because... If you recall, when Aaron Jones got hurt, which was first game in the year, he reached back for his hamstring, but then, you know, he was on the sideline later, felt like he could have gone back in. He didn't think it was serious. And then it took a little bit longer to get back than we thought. And he actually did play again in week four, but he did not do well. He was limited to 20 snaps, six touches. I think he only had five carries for 18 yards. And then the following week, He aggravated the hamstring. We never really heard about that, but apparently in practice, he felt it again when he was going for a pass in the end zone. And then it was like, here we go. A setback with a hamstring. We talk about this all the time. It is the most universal recurrent injury, particularly when it comes to soft tissue injuries and it's a hamstring strain. So that's why we didn't see him week five. Then week six, they had a bye. And he said now he finally feels the best he's felt since the injury happened. He hopes he can come back and be a spark for the offense. But again, he has not had a chance to open up his stride to really push it fully. So this will be the first game where he does that. You kind of got fingers crossed. Absolutely. We will dive into the Packers game a little bit later on in the show. Stefania, we're going to keep it in that running back conversation. Another guy that has been dealing with a hamstring that is Jameer Gibbs. Obviously no David Montgomery this week. Should fantasy managers feel comfortable putting Jameer Gibbs in their lineup from that injury perspective? This is another one where you're going to cross your fingers, but it looks like he'll have the heaviest workload, right? Because he injures his hamstring in practice week five. Remember it was a Friday edition, went from questionable to doubtful, then did did not practice at all last week, so we didn't see him. He has been out there in practice, so obviously a good sign. But you've got David Montgomery out. Uh, Craig Reynolds added with, a ham- uh, I think, a hamstring and a toe injury. So, uh, you know, Donovan Knight uh, done for the year with a shoulder issue. They really need Jameer Gibbs, uh, but how much he can do. I think is up in the air. Yeah, we'll have to see how that one works out. Let's talk about a couple of quarterbacks here as well. Stefania, Josh Allen dealing with a right shoulder injury. And I think that's his oh, throwing shoulder, is it throwing not? Arm, yeah. yeah. But you know, if it was funny, uh, if you were watching the game last week, you saw Josh Allen exit very briefly mm-hmm. and go into the blue tent. That was for a head injury screen, not for his shoulder. But his shoulder was bothering him enough. They took x-rays post game. So he says he's not sure exactly when it happened in the course of the game. He had follow-up work done on Monday to take a look at it. But, you know, Wednesday he said it's not a big deal. It's not affecting his range of motion, his mobility. Josh Allen is going to play. 
This is a guy who will play any time he can. Uh, I don't get the sense that this is going to limit him in any way, but certainly it's, you know, it's not ideal. No. Uh, but I, I don't get the feeling <laughs> like it's going to keep Josh Allen from throwing the ball. If Josh Allen is out there, you're starting him in fantasy. 100%. That's how it works. All right, we got one more quarterback. Obviously, Justin Fields dislocated thumb and you talked you let me know because you were not here on Thursday that a big part of the way he's dealing with this is basically like pain management because it's on his throwing hand yeah so there's a couple things number one just a little pet peeve of mine when you dislocate your thumb like it was dislocated at the moment they put it back so he currently it's does no longer not, dislocated. It is no longer dislocated okay. it's been got it. we call it reduced how much does that hurt are we, a lot. a lot, a lot, a lot, because okay. any joint when it's out, it's stretching the ligaments or the capsule around it. So it's like sending pain messages. And the minute they get it realigned, uh, reduced, it does feel some better, but you're left with residual swelling. There's a question of how much soft tissue damage there is right now. He's not scheduled for surgery. Matt Eberflus has hinted at that. It's just a question of pain tolerance and grip strength, which is kind of a big deal. Sort Ask of. a quarterback yeah. how important your thumb is to throwing. That being said, even if he gets to the point where he can throw and throw effectively, which isn't going to happen this week, he's doubtful for this week, there's the question of lingering instability. Did he damage it enough that this thumb is going to be a problem going forward? I think that's the bigger picture question. Yeah. Field, that's going to put a big nervousness in my DJ Moore conversation (laughs) because I don't feel quite as good unless Justin Fields is under center. I'm holding steady there with DJ Moore, though, because he has produced in spite of his quarterback play for much of his career, right? So he's still inside the range where I would be starting DJ Moore this week. Six teams on a bye obviously complicates Mm -hmm. the wide receiver depth quite a bit, but DJ Moore still a top 25 option for me this week. And for everything else, make sure you check out FF now on Sunday morning, ESPN2 for the full three hours. That's right. We're going to have so much more to find for that. We will be busy. Yes, we will. Very, very busy. All right, Field, we're going to pay some bills. But yeah, we are. First, I mean, we're going to do something else. But first, let's pay some bills. I was going to say, <laughs> what else do you have in store for me? Home, auto, prize, sports, memorabilia, whatever you need to protect Mike Clay, protect him at all costs. At all costs. Geico could help get you covered. And with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com. Oh, crap. I said that wrong. It's easy to Geico. Go to Geico.com today. Wow. Rookie. Level up your game with Vivid (laughs) Seats and get great tickets to the biggest games of the year. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase as the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 purchase with the code FFF. That is code FFF. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus with Field Jates, Mike Clay. My name is Daniel Dopp. We're going to make our way through the Thursday Night Football recap as well as a big Week 7 preview. Can I ask one question before we do that, you Daniel? You ask two questions, Field. Okay, so you had told me before the show, you were like, yeah, when we transition Stefania out and break my, break, bring Mike in, mm-hmm. it sort of feels like the Bears going from Justin Fields to Tyson Bates. Can exactly you explain that a bit like. more? So what I was trying to basically say was Mike's not very good at his job. Oh. Stefania's really good at it. I don't know. What? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Nice you to know see what? you. Guys. I, I probably chose a pl- I'm probably like not the best one because of field struggles so far this season. Who's been the backup Were quarterback that's yourself? had to play? Field struggles? Wow. Some, um, I think so, you have something in your chair that Stefania Knight would like. Oh, it's our phone. Oh, our phone. That's a very it. powerful phone right there. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Smash. Stefania just threw oh. Daniel's phone. Honestly. I'm so sorry. Did it break? That looked like some of the passes I, that were thrown early in the game a, last night by the Saints, Daniel. Just completely erratic. You just broke her screen. Oh, you owe her something. I'm we're going to so be in trouble. Get into the game. Fun, yeah. FF now injury news might yeah. be a little, little lacking Stephania's this week. phone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, pivot from that as quickly as we can. So to anyway, the thanks, for the, thanks for the nice introduction, as usual. Guys. <laughs> I know. I'm thanks. so sorry. Love you guys. Oh, man. you here. I can't help myself. Love having you. Sure it is. Love having you in this chair. Let's talk about the Jaguars and Saints. Do you mind doing that? All right, let's, let's do it. it. Yeah. I traded you Travis Etienne in our dynasty league because uh, I needed a quarterback. And then ever since that happened, Mike, it's like he has just wanted to show me how much of a bad decision that was. This dude has been he took unreal. It personal. 
at the running back position. Is there another running back that is crushing it right now, like Travis Etienne? Uh, there's well, a very Christian few. Christian McCaffrey. Well, yeah. McCaffrey and Travis Etienne. Very and, short list. Uh, Kyron Williams is hurt, so not um, well. He's the only healthy one left. The only I guess, healthy maybe. one. Yeah. yeah. No, Two he's been touchdowns awesome. again in three straight games. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been crushing it. Jacksonville scoring a ridiculous amount of touchdowns on the ground this year, and that's yeah. showing up. If you have Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you're noticing that. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, it was interesting to me last night. Tell me he had a goal line carry. Yeah, yes, he did. Did. that was his second of the season. Yeah. Um, so it was funny. I, I tweeted that, that he got, had a goal line carry. It yeah. was like a rare thing. And people were like, I'm pretty sure he's had like most of their goal line work. No, he had like <laughs> no. one goal line carry before <laughs> wow. this game. So that's amazing. Uh, it's trending the right direction. He's in there over big speed. Now that's a good sign going forward for his fantasy stock. Cause that's all was lacking. He's getting the receiving this year, rushing volume. It's all there. Just wasn't getting goal line work. Now he is. I have a take. When you play in a lot of leagues like we do, inevitably what happens is for every player that you're starting, you're also probably playing, playing against, against them in them? a different yeah, league. Perfect. Travis Etienne, classic example. I'm sure all of us have some exposure to and mm-hmm. will face Travis Etienne several times throughout the year. That was the case for me last night. Travis Etienne scored the perfect amount of points to both make the person who started him happy, 22.7 points, yep. but also the person that's facing off against Travis Etienne is like, hold on. He didn't go DJ more on right. us last night. I am not totally screwed right now. Mm-hmm. I still have a chance, but for the team that I started them with, I feel like I built myself a nice little cushion right there. So thank you, Travis Etienne. That's my only take on the matter. Mike covered everything else very succinctly. Yeah, Ooh. I feel the same way about Christian Kirk, if I'm honest. If you started him last night, you got rewarded as well. Really, though, the question mark for me is, and we can talk about how good Christian Kirk is, this split between him and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley there, feels yeah. like he has what just split? disappeared, split? Yeah. right? We need to think of the term, and we've talked about this player, these kind of players for a while now, many of them, right? Mike Williams, George Kittle at tight end, like there are a bunch of these type of mm-hmm. players. They're Jekyll and Hyde, they're hit or miss, they're yo-yos, whatever you want to call them. That's what Christian, I'm sorry, Calvin Ridley is in this Jaguars offense. Sure is. Right? You have, because I tried to trace it. I went back and I looked at the games in which he played really well this season, and you're like, is there anything you can identify that says like definitively start Calvin Ridley? My best guess so far is when they play the Colts. Unfortunately, (laughs) they don't play the Colts for the rest of the season. They've already played him twice. So other than that, Mike, I can't find a factor that says this is a big Calvin Ridley game. For a while last night, I was like, you know, he hasn't seen a target in the first half. It's got to be the Marshawn Lattimore. He wasn't even being shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore last night. So um, this is just like we have now experienced Calvin Ridley enough to know. That welcome to the club, Calvin Ridley. Whatever you want to call said club, the mm-hmm. Mike Williams club, the Yo Yo club, the you know the uh, the don't know what you're going to get club. Boom bust, welcome situational to it. Boom deep threat, yes. all those Enjoy things. It. Uh, yeah, so um, it's it's frustrating because he's just it's it's this is a part of that role. It's low percentage throws. It's uh, you know Trevor Lawrence chucking it down the sideline, and yep. he has a few inches to work with. If he's not open, he's not going to uh, make the catch. Obviously, so uh, we saw a lot of that last night. Yep. It's just, and whereas Christian Kirk's in the slot has better matchups, it gets He's open so good too. and makes plays with the balls in his hands. But here's the thing. The target edge over Ridley this season is 56 to 47. I mean, Kirk has established himself as a number one. We'll see what with happens. Nothing in week one, by the way, for with nothing. Kirk. Yeah. With very little. So uh, we'll see what happens when Zay Jones comes back. But I think the cat's out of the bag with Kirk. He's back. He's this good is what to go. we were saying be, back yeah. in week two. Like, I think they forgot how good Christian Kirk was yeah, in week yeah, one. Almost, and now yeah. they recognize that that contract they signed actually has aged very well. Yeah, by the way, quick nugget. Touchdown or 80-plus yards in six straight for Kirk. Uh, Ridley under eight fantasy points in four of seven games. So very, very different output so far. Kirk's the guy. Yikes. All right, let's talk about Alvin Kamara. Field. Oh, my goodness. Dude. Let's talk about what is this, this receiving word. First of all, what I'll is tell this, you offense? this offense? Is. The, the offense is dump the ball off to Alvin Awful. Kamara approximately six feet from the line of scrimmage yep. and hope he makes something out of nothing. Yeah, I had uh, Josh Allen uh, over a half of a sack prop last night. Yeah. And he was like this close every time. But as soon as Carr got the ball, he threw it. There was no way. This is uh, why. This is crazy. I mean, Alvin Kamara, 29.3 fantasy points last night. He is the PPR god. He has 10 more catches than any other running back in the NFL this Stop season. It. Yes, I understand he is the, one of the very few running backs that has played so far he in week seven. He missed three games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's played four games. He's got 35 catches. Do the math on what that paces out to over the course of the season. It's about 150 catches for Alvin Kamara in a 17-game season. He has eight fewer targets than Calvin Ridley does this season. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. So if you play in non-PPR, it's obviously a very different outlook for Alvin Kamara. But right now, until further notice, like I came in, remember, I will I will own this. Coming into the season, I asked, my, I asked 
out loud in this podcast. I was like, if not for volume, what's the upside for Alvin Kamara? The big plays are just mostly gone there. And he's getting volume that is literally unmatched in the NFL right now. So yes, his upside is there because he's catching 12 passes for 71 yards or something ridiculous last night. Not to mention 17 rushes. He has at least 24 touches in every game since he's been back. Jamal Williams could take a larger workload once he's fully back, probably limited a little bit last night. I believe it was 20, uh, 20 snaps. He can afford to lose a few and still be a mid range, at least RB one. So Mike, do you know what, uh, since, since returning from his suspension, what Alvin Kamara's air yards per target are? Uh, oh negative 0.4. Negative 3.36. So oh, he's catching the ball. I was really close. That was really close. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the line of scrimmage. That's unreal. Whatever, well, that's though. That's for, for running backs, but yeah. For I, our I purposes, who cares? It's all great. We'll mm-hmm. take it. Like, Kamara. If you're going to give me 12 of them, that's fine with me. And exactly. Year, again, I keep, we keep harping on this theme. RB2s and such going the wrong way. Joe Mixon's, Ramondre Stevenson's. You got guys like Nick Chubb out for the year, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Guys going the right way. Alvin Kamara and Travis Etienne, two mm-hmm. of the guys going the exact right way. Hey, how are we looking at this wide receiving core? Because it feels like Michael Thomas continues to be like a consistent, like so solid. He's yeah. got a nice floor, not a huge ceiling, but a nice floor. And we're just not seeing any of that same thing that we expected from Chris Olave. Hold on now. But hold on now. Let me hit this. We have to be quick in your time. It's like, what is Michael Thomas, though? He's like a deep league flex, though, right? Like, we're talking, yeah, he found the end zone for the first time this season last yeah. night, right? He had 13.2 fantasy points on a good night. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave had 15 targets last night. Mm-hmm. Like uh, people are asking, is he the, one of the bigger disappointments in fantasy so far this year? I don't think it's quite that strong of a characterization for Olave. I think he is sort of being taken down by some of the offensive plays that he is uh, he, in the offense he plays in. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, Thomas is what he is. Deep league flex. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't expect a ton of upside yeah, here. I think he, I might give him fringe wide receiver three, but again, it's just a high floor play. I mean, he's had at least seven targets in every game. The at least nine fantasy points in every game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just fine, right? But fine. La- yeah. limited ceiling. I think Chris Olave at some point might have like a 200 yard game, though, the way they're using him. Sooner or later, he's got to connect yeah. on some of these passes. Their yeah. offense is a mess right now, though. He's going to uh, yes. get back on track. Chris there are Olave. a lot of offenses right now that the Spider Man meme. Just yeah. like you, yeah. us, 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 so us, frustrating. us, 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 so frustrating. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, and we're going to talk about the game of the year, potentially. Oh, this was my Dolphins Super Bowl prediction. And Eagles. Was Pre- it really? Preseason Wait, Super Bowl prediction. Dolphins-Eagles. Okay. Do you guys have a different script than I do? That's what weird. Do you, uh, I don't have, oh, have Dolphins-Eagles in I was the Super say, Bowl. I th- Bears game on there? I was going to say, yeah, Bears I thought Raiders. I was Bears-Raiders. Is that not the fantasy <laughs> game of the year? Well, that's a preseason game of the okay, year. Okay, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, all right, anyways. Guys, uh, well, let's I'm just, so fired up. Uh, listen, we're going to say start all of these people, but we yeah. just want to talk about it because it's so much fun. Let's yeah. start with the Dolphins. Yeah, that's. I think I mentioned this Wednesday when I was writing up the, the playbook for this. There was no borderline players. It was like if you heard of a player that's on the fantasy radar, they're a lineup lock yeah. this week. All of them. There's no one really close at all. So uh, it's going to be fun. Should we do it just for fun? Like you just run through the players and I tell you start or sit? Start or no, sit? No, don't yeah. do that. All right, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> start him. Okay, got <laughs> right, it. Yeah, good, good, good. Starting no. him, yeah. No, no, no. So, okay, so obviously, yes, everybody gets to That's the big joke here is... Um, like, I think that we need, what we're doing here is, well, why we want to talk about it is that, first of all, we are all so excited. Second of all, Huge game. one of the realities about the NFL having island games or standalone games, and you play on Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night, or those morning games across the pond in London or Germany, is that until a certain point of the season, there is no flexibility whatsoever. So when you have these brilliant games, like we powered through a 14-9 to Bills-Giants game last Sunday night, a game in which the Giants were without their starting quarterback. Let's enjoy this moment on Sunday night. This, to me, has the vibes of, whether it actually turns out this way or not, we'll see. This has Rams-Chiefs vibes mm-hmm. from a few years ago oh, when yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff, Jared Goff, of course, of course out-dueled Patrick Mahomes. 54-51 was the final score. Some are wondering whether Goff is actually the superior quarterback. Some are saying that. I'm not saying everybody, but some, some are saying that. It. It's fair since the start of last year. Yeah, He's wow. 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. You know about Interesting. that? Oh, 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 no, the superior over Mahomes. I yes. think over Stafford. Anyway, yeah. good. Uh, no, there's no, only no, half like, No, no, let's cut. Let's cut this. <laughs> one. Yeah, we're yeah, like, the Mahomes thing. Yeah, that's sure. right. <laughs> the world's greatest uh, player. And, <laughs> we are so excited for this one. It's going to be great. Like, and Philadelphia played great defense last year. Miami has a chance to play some great defense, especially with Jalen Ramsey sounding like he could return in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. But for now, neither one of these teams, in part because of injuries, has been playing the stellar defense that we think they are capable of at some point here, Mike. This is great. Yeah. They're both top seven in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, again, all kinds of injuries with Philadelphia right now. We'll see if Darius Slay's back for this one. I think maybe he will be, but uh, 
Yeah, uh, it should be. I mean, man, it's just like we've been burned by this so much. Like, is this going to be seventeen thirteen? Like, please, oh no, just God. please don't I feel say like that. I always that. Well, I kind of want to manifest it to not yeah. be that. Come back. <laughs> like, Come on, we don't need this kind of energy in the don't, show. Don't do it to us. Don't yeah. do it to us. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see this one with, uh, you know. Uh, Miami going into the Northeast again, right? Because yeah. the Buffalo and New England were kind of down games for them. Were they both in the, the New England was on the road. I don't know. Yeah. Buffalo Buffalo's on the road, road as well. well. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if they come up and that was two, two of his worst games so How far. So we'll see. So I'm noticing this is, this is an unconventional board bet, but I feel like it's appropriate for right now. As I'm looking through all of our rankings again, we're starting everybody here. Are we, all right. So they're, but they're all obvious lineup locks. So we're doing like what kickers here. Jake uh, Elliott against quarterback one for me this week in my rankings, Tua. Oh, quarterback whoa. one for each of you guys, Jalen Hurts. That is what I have. Wow. Anybody here want to uh, do a little board bet? Tua straight yeah. up do versus we... Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Do, yes. we, do you want to take Hurts over Tua? We'll yes. take that. Okay, yes. fine. You guys start it off. I, I say Jalen Hurts outscores Tua Tungabailola in week seven. And I say Tua Tungabailola outscores Jalen Hurts in fantasy points in week seven. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Yeah. I was practicing that one on the oh, way. Eye contact in, so, was good, yeah. but the actual delivery of it was uh, not great. How do you feel about this team, Mike? Let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk storylines, though. Like, we should ask, like, maybe just like, if there's one thing you're looking for, and sorry to cut you off here. No, go ahead. The, the one thing that you're looking for, I think, in this game is Devontae Smith. That's the only thing that I think is kind of a, not that I'm not starting him, but it's just like, what are we going to get out of Devontae? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's not fully healthy, but he said he's going to be a go for this one. Oh, he so, said he's playing with a yeah. handy. So, uh, yeah, you're right though. He's been he's been a little inconsistent. We want to see the target share up a little bit. AJ Brown's obviously been on this torrid pace over the last four weeks. I'm curious how Miami handles him if they decide to shadow with Xavier uh, 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 Howard. They haven't done that this year though, yeah. so probably not. So it, should, it could be status quo. I mean, Hertz is going to still chuck it to AJ Brown. I think Smith will have a bit of a bounce back game because the Eagles rarely are in negative game scripts. And I do actually have Miami. My model has Miami favored by five, and okay. the Eagles are actually Ooh. favored in this one. So well, this is a pretty my wide gap in a for second, me. Daniel. Yeah, you were going to ask something. I feel no, no. I, part of what I was going to say was uh, sort of on the other side of that. Like the two people I'm looking at here are Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle. I want to see how these secondary wide receivers, because mm -hmm. we've seen Tyreek Hill, he's incredible. Yeah. We've seen AJ Brown, and he's incredible. But both of these other guys have just sort of taken a back seat so far this year. Is this one of those situations where obviously we're starting both of them, but specifically on Devonte Smith, is this a buy low moment? They just signed Julio Jones. It's been three straight weeks of A.J. Brown. Is there a chance that you can talk someone into moving Devontae Smith because of how bad he's been over the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks? Ooh. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because of the upcoming schedule, which, again, tough game schedule. scripts. They're not going to be running out the clock in the fourth quarter. Last year, if you looked at their play calling by quarter, yep. it was pretty, you know, pretty even, pretty yeah. like a balanced offense. And then the fourth quarter was just like like 30 percent pass. Mm. They were just running the clock out. Very easy schedule, not the case over the next month or so. So if they throw the ball, if it's garbage time, late in games, whatever it is, playing catch up, that's going to be good news for Devontae Smith. And we're seeing traces of that, by the way. Check this out. Over the past month, past four games, Jalen Hurts has more passing yards than Tua. Wow. You wouldn't think really? that on top of all the rushing games. You would not doing. think that. Yeah. So uh, they are having to throw the ball more. And part of that is Hurts because he has more interceptions this year than he had all of last season. So his struggles are are uh, forcing this team into to poor game script. So we could, we yeah, could get a little game. crazy and and throw some extra curveballs into this board bet. Oh yeah, uh -oh. Tua plus Jalen Waddle, two former Alabama players, Ooh. versus Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, two former Alabama players. I like the Jalen Waddle side a little bit more, but do we get enough points Ooh, out of Jalen okay. Hurts that it makes yeah. it worth it? Mm -hmm. right. I don't know. Yeah, I prefer Waddle as well. That's a that's a close one. Okay, all right. So we'll stick with our current board yeah, bet. But what a fun game that would be to play. What do you? How do you guys feel about Raheem Mostert here? Because he's a, an obvious must start. But yeah. I feel like the one thing that the Eagles' defense has been doing better—they're not stopping the pass mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. But they've got an, a stout interior defensive line. How do you think that might impact Raheem Mostert this week? Uh, I'm not worried about it because he's going to be involved in the passing game as well. We've seen good target shares, and also I don't know if anyone can stop their running attack. I mean, this is a historically great running attack. We talked about it Wednesday. Just a running backs alone are fifth in the NFL in touchdowns. In touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just incredible. I'm really not worried about it because if they decide, look, Mike McDaniel's a smart guy. If he decides, look, we can't run between the tackles here, they're going to go off tackle. They're going to throw it to the running backs. They're going to do whatever they need to do. My only concern is probably just like a a game where he doesn't find the end zone and we see a lot more Jeff Wilson than we expected Ooh, in a season sure. debut. We, sure. You know, he could be activated for this game. That's the, a mild concern, but we've seen Mostert have 12, 13 touches and have a huge fantasy day. Not worried about it. Yeah, six touches is good enough for a Dolphins running back often. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes one is. Yeah. You look at a true, or true. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, yeah, the uh, Eagles did a good job with Brees Hall last week. Yes, they did. I think it was like 47 rushing yards until that last second's yeah, touchdown. Right. Yep. Still bitter about that. That's all we need, though, for Mostert. Yeah. One, True. one big run. True. I mean, the, the running back situation with six teams on a bye, one big play for a running back, one yeah. goal line touchdown could be all the difference. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for with DeAndre Swift. I want to see him be able to be this top 10 running back that I feel like we saw a little bit earlier in the year. Hopefully this week. Well, I mean, go ahead. I, I mean, five straight top 15s. He's okay. I mean, he's, yeah, that's, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Well, Lions fan. Wow. Like Lions he, fan. He that's just, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, he just hit on all of his draft picks this year. So he's like, Swift is like, he's not stacking up with my other superstar running I don't know backs. what you want me to say. I've been playing David Montgomery over top of him until he got <laughs> that hurt. That was a good call. So, you were on Montgomery. Yeah, that was a, a major W by you. Monty, yeah, thanks, Love buddy. It. But no, I mean, honestly, with DeAndre Swift, like all of these guys, I know we said literally, uh, let's just list them if, we, if we're honest. Two is a start. Yeah. Raheem Mostert's a start. Both of the wide, wide receivers, receivers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill is a start. Mm-hmm. You also have Jalen Hurts, who is a start. You yeah. got DeAndre Swift, who is a start. You got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yes. Yep. And you've got Dallas Goddard. Yep. Definitely. So that's, that's what, nine, like nine guys from this game that you're yeah. starting? Yeah, it's great. And Mike, by the way, bear the lead. Mike forgot to tell you guys publicly that uh, now that Julio Jones is on the Eagles practice squad, he has finally agreed to our Dynasty League trade, my mm. Julio Jones for his Travis Etienne. You know what? Finally. Julio yeah, might I finally mean, get in the end zone now that wow. he's got Jalen Hurts. Wow. Dang. This bit could be uh, back as well. A little bath blast from the past. Oh, man. Yeah. I did, I, I'm glad I didn't trade Etienne. Let's just say that. Yeah. That's, wow. Uh, hey, glad, that's glad a shot at me. Glad I didn't do that. I would never, I would never do that. Wow. Although, as we're going to get to here shortly, Romeo Dobbs, not he's in a good spot this week. He's in that deal. We'll see. We'll get to him shortly. Let's move ahead and talk about a different game here. Although I'm super excited about that one. Hopefully we put enough into the world that it's not going to be a 13 to 17 outing. It's going to be a 45 to 43 game. That would be awesome. That's what we're looking for, right? Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills in this Mm -hmm. backfield. You got James Cook, Mm -hmm. who I've loved, and we've wanted to continue to do do stuff. Unfortunately, Latavius Murray just continues to <sighs> hang around. He's hanging around, hanging around. Hanging around. He's Great got rounders blood, right? <laughs> so at this point, no Damian Harris. Yep. We don't expect to see him. Hope that he Get is him well. yep, yep. getting better and, and feeling good. But I am assuming that Latavius Murray is going to touch the ball more than I want him to as right. a James Cook manager. How are you looking at this split field? Does anybody here have any sort of feel as to why James Cook's workload has gone down recently? Uh, Bill's offensive scheme That's, seems to be because this is uh, a more power running so five yeah. years with yeah. Zach Moss um, and Devin Singletary. We've seen this before. Yeah, it's weird because I thought he was playing well to begin the season. Yeah. I thought he was playing well down the stretch last year. I've got Zach Moss as RB15 this week. I'm sorry, Zach Moss. I, I did that earlier today when I was thinking about Mike, this. Mike, it's your fault. I've got uh, James <laughs> Cook as RB15, and I've got Latavius Murray as RB28, which yep, that's very much tied to the fact that there are six running, sorry, six teams on a bye this week. Yep. But if you told me that Latavius Murray fell into the end zone and finished with like six carries for 17 yards otherwise, I'd be like, okay, probably. You know, that that, that sort of checks out here. So um, I don't have a great feel for this one, to be candid with you. I, I wish the Bills are playing James Cook almost exclusively amongst their running backs. And instead they have much more of a committee approach. And as a result of that, uh, James Cook remains one of the more befuddling players to rank on a weekly basis. How's that for candor and transparency? Yeah, by the way, I saw on the graphic it had like (laughs) where RB, whatever I have him at 26 RB 20 for you. And you just said R is that like, uh, cause you wish he was retired. I think so. Please retire. I want you retire. You're manifesting that. Uh, so uh, here's the thing. I'm still going to lean toward Cook here. I, despite this whole start last week, he ended up kind of leading the way in snaps there. But check this out. He only has one touchdown this year. He's not getting the goal line work. He's not. Davis yeah. Murray and Damian Harris have. Cook, believe it or not, outside the top 15 of running back in carries, targets, touches, and expected touchdowns. So it's not like we're, we want this guy to be a borderline RB1. He's kind of more nah. of an RB2 right now. Murray played 47% of the snaps last week. That number is too high uh, for those of us who are invested in James Cook. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one right now. Don't love that. Going to continue to monitor that situation because that's a situation where I really want James Cook to be the guy. But if Latavius Murray is going to be there, I'm going to have to start lowering my expectations a little bit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Unfortunately. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, and we are talking Packers and Broncos, mm-hmm. guys. The Denver I Broncos defense one. just is the gift that keeps on giving. Hopefully, we're getting Aaron Jones back here in a situation where he could potentially help us out at a running back spot that has been thin, especially, Field, you mentioned it earlier on in the show, six teams on a bye. Yeah. How are you looking at Aaron Jones? I have him as a top 10 running back against these Denver Broncos. We all do. 
So we mm-hmm. all do. We are hoping that not only is Aaron Jones back on the field, which it would be a major surprise if he's mm-hmm. not back on the field in week seven, but also that this is the utilization that we saw prior to the injury very early on in the year. Uh, this Packers offense is looking for answers right now. And there are two answers that could be available to them this Sunday that really haven't been available to them for much of this year. One is Aaron Jones. Two is Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Mike's guy. Daniel's not guy. Um, so, yes, I've got Aaron Jones inside the top ten. I think it will be uh, silly to not expect him to have a prominent role on Sunday. I think mm-hmm. that is the easy conversation. That is the simple one for us to know. You're, yeah. If you got Aaron Jones, you're starting him this week. Mike, mm-hmm. I'm done taking shots at Christian Watson. Yeah. I just Finally. want you to know that. God. Yeah, It's just not fun to make fun of a guy that's not good at football. So Wow. That was the last one. All right, wow. that was the last one, I promise. What a terrible take, though. I mean, you honestly, had, I'm, like, I'm giving you credit for some I good know takes. You, I know I you are. I even texted you the other day. I was like, man, you, you had some really good calls. You're you crushing did. it. You know what? I said thank and you And then that. you just come That's out so and you say you stuff to like say that. that. Wow. I, it was a really nice thing for him oh, to wait, say. I didn't, was, I didn't send that to Field, though. <laughs> <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you did send me that uh, that video of the, uh, the, the gorilla at a zoo who somehow gives people the middle finger without any context, and you just sent it to me, and I was like, that's weird. I forgot you were sitting there when I said that. That was weird. It was supposed to be private. Here's the thing, though. Christian Watson, all, all jokes aside, Christian Watson, this might be a week, in spite of the fact that it's the Broncos, that would be tough to get back on track if he's going to have a Patrick Sertain chat. Yeah, uh, it, that's exactly right. So uh, I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, I was kind of hoping that like the success of Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Ree wouldn't lead to Watson just seeing like a low target share. That hasn't been the case, especially last week. We saw... I think two thirds of their air yards for the Packers went to Christian Watson. It was incredible. Played 84% of the snaps, a big target share. Again, 180 air air yards was over 90. If he didn't get horse collared, he would have had a touchdown as well. Good sign. Um, But you're right. The Broncos have really struggled overall defensively this season, but Mm -hmm. he's still a Patrick Sertan. He has shadowed clear number one perimeter receivers, which is where Watson usually aligns. So I'm a little nervous that Watson's the guy that's going to be okay because they're still going to throw a plenty and this this defense is struggling. He's not going to be on him 100% of the time, but it's the toughest matchup for sure that anyone in this Packers offense is going to face. Where on the other hand, we're seeing the number twos of big games against Denver. Romeo Dobbs against Amari Mathis could be a spot to exploit. And we have him ranked as like a borderline flex. That's a guy with six teams on a bye. Maybe you sneak in there. Maybe you use him in DFS this week. So I'm still starting Watson, but not as high as I would have liked to rank him. Right. If Sertan's out, we might rank him top 15. With Sertan, I have him at 28. All jokes aside, I do hope that Christian Watson gets on track. I do have some shares of Christian Watson in fantasy. So, you know, you do You're want to hedge see I was, you got to hedge a little That's bit. Smart. Hmm. Do you think that you would stream Jordan Love this week? Field as the Jordan Love hater on the show? Here's, here's what I would do. Okay. Is I play a lot of peekaboo with my older daughter. Right? She's almost two. She loves peekaboo. It's sure. one of those things that never gets old to her, right? Mm-hmm. What you do is you, when you're streaming Jordan Love, and sorry for the muffled out, you cover your face like this. You don't yeah. actually have to really you watch it. You don't even it. really need to watch it. And then you do it, and you're like, okay, it's a really, it's a really good matchup against the Broncos. They're terrible on defense. And somehow, <coughs> Jordan Love kept scoring touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season. That's what you're doing. I've got him as quarterback 11. That's partly reflective of some other uh, potential streamers having bad matchups this mm-hmm. week. That's right. Uh, and guys like Trevor Lawrence being downgraded because of a tough matchup and just quarterbacks uh, on a bye, et cetera. But I've got him as quarterback 11. It's yeah. 17 plus fantasy points. Yeah, 17 plus fantasy points in four straight before the dud last week. You're right. Good matchup against Denver. But also, this is nice. He's Legs. running a little bit. 37 yeah. plus rushing yards. Or, and or a rushing touchdown in three straight games. As long as that continues, it's going to help his floor a little bit. Makes me feel the, even better about him. The eye test has not been great to Jordan Love, though. No, it has not at all. And, and by the way, we should say this, Denver may be getting a little better defensively. They've been, you know, yeah. the last two weeks, they held Patrick Mahomes to one passing touchdown the week before, I believe it was the Jets. They didn't do really anything against them. So it uh, could be signs that this isn't going to be the matchup it was earlier this season. I truly believe that we'll to see. be the case. Like, I don't think they're going to end up being a top well, five defense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, they could be the 18th best defense for the rest of the yeah. season. And I would say and that's how it goes. That checks out. They do have some legit talent on that defense mm-hmm. side of the ball. Unless they trade them up before the deadline. Uh, unless they <laughs> could. On the other side of the ball, how are you feeling about these running backs? I got Javante Williams Not in great. a couple leagues. Yeah, and I don't want to start him. But again, with six teams on a bye, I feel like he is in that low-end RB2, very high-end flex consideration if you need to use him this week. Yeah, I don't know if we got into this on Monday and when we recap, but the usage of these backs last week is interesting. I haven't really heard much chatter about it this week. Uh, Javante Williams came back, and actually, I thought he looked pretty good. Maybe yeah. the best he has all season, but 10 carries, zero targets, and 17 snaps. Julio McLaughlin had seven carries and two targets on 20 snaps, so he was actually slightly ahead in snaps behind in carries. And Samaj P. Ryan faced out quite a bit, which we did not think was going to happen. Yep. Eight snaps, two carries, uh, or zero carries, and two targets in that game. 
Uh, Javante, I still think, showed he was the best back of that group. Um, I don't think McLaughlin's going any uh, going away. Uh, P. Ryan will get a couple touches. Always, I does. would prefer Williams, but the, he has no double-digit fantasy games this right. season, so yes. I don't feel, feel great about it. It's a good matchup, by the way. Packers really struggling. And so it's very volume-based, but they are struggling against running backs. So, again, we're going to say this all the way through the end of fantasy football now. Six teams on a bye. There's some flex appeal here for Williams. Yeah, there are three t- <laughs> excuse me, gravitational factors that are like pulling Javante Williams down. One, just hasn't been that good this year, as Mike mentioned. Mm-hmm. He has yet to reach 10 fantasy points in a game. Two... The team, I think, is still being a bit judicious because of the fact that he's coming off of a major knee injury. He's about a year removed from that. Three, the guy who has been helping out, Jaleel McLaughlin, brings something that Javante and Samaji Piran have not this year, which is a bit of big play upside. Yeah. So I've really got good. Javante as RB22, Jaleel McLaughlin just outside my top 30. The preference would be to start neither of them. That preference mm-hmm. is probably not afforded to everybody this week in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I should mention this because I, I did think Javante looked like the better back last week, but McLaughlin's averaging 6.6 yards. Yeah, he's got some serious sample, juice. He yep. does look good. Yeah. He's playing that Tony Pollard role. How about Russell Wilson as a potential streamer? I look at these Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers. I want to talk about numbers real quick. Green Bay Packers have allowed the fifth fewest points to fantasy to quarterbacks in fantasy. But if okay. you look at the people that they've played, yeah, I was gonna say, yes. who are they playing? They've yeah. played the Chicago Bears. They yeah. played the Atlanta Falcons. They yeah. played the Saints. They played the Lions and they played the Raiders. Right. Not like a huge list of quarterbacks mm-hmm. that are going to light up the score. But other than and Jared you may Goff. recall the Jared Goff, that was that Thursday night game where he lit them up to begin the game. And then they just just David gave David Montgomery. Montgomery. They just said, we're going to kill the clock by design. Mm-hmm. I have a Lions update in a second after we finish this conversation. I've got Russell Wilson inside my top 10, though, this week with the uh, six teams on a bye. Quarterback nine, he's been fine this year. Up until the dud recently, mm-hmm. he had been fine. Over 15, 15 fantasy points in every game. We've seen Russ use his legs quite a bit so mm-hmm. far this year, at least relative to where he has been in recent seasons. Totally serviceable streaming option this week. Yeah, exactly. Four top 12, so we have him just inside the top 12. But I think that's where he belongs. All um, right. What is Jerry Judy? Now, uh, radioactive. I thought this was going to be your news. I, I was like, oh, oh, Dan Campbell has. Yeah, you got it. Go yeah, ahead. Dan Campbell has said that uh, Jimmy Gibbs is going to play. And he also uh, noted okay. that while we want to be careful with him, we don't really have that luxury this week. We really need him is what Dan Campbell said. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so I'm feeling anyway. really good about Jameer Gibbs. So Jerry yeah, Judy is not a lion. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but what is Jerry Judy, though? He's uh, probably going to be on another team in a few weeks is what he is. Uh, Maybe. It's, it's not great. Yeah. Massive fifth-year guarantee next year. Yeah, I, not good. yeah that, that's totally fair. Um, yeah, being phased out yep. of this offense. Uh, last year, he was an every-down player. He was a top-20 fantasy-wide receiver. Things yep. were going great. They changed coaching staffs. It's not, it's not going great. Season low four targets last week has not reached 13 and a half fantasy points in a game this season. His last touchdown was week 14 of last season. Packers mm. pretty good against receivers. Marvin Mims. Yes, Marvin Mims. More of that. Go at him. This is the yeah, opposite nice. of what we have wanted. Like six teams on a bye, still outside our top 30 at top wide receiver. 30. Not great. Crazy. Yeah, unfortunately. Hopefully better days are ahead for Jerry Judy. All right, continuing on with fantasy focus, the Bears offense without Justin Fields, guys. Mm-hmm. How are you going to feel about this? We talked about it really quickly Not up great. front when Stefania was here. No, Justin Fields. So you're looking at DJ Moore. Where do you have him ranked, Mike, with no yeah, Justin Yeah, I'm, I'm still at 19th. He's been great. He's 10th in points per game this season. Uh, Bajan last week wasn't a complete zero. Had 83 passing yards and 14 attempts. So it wasn't like it was a complete disaster with multiple, inter- well, one interception, but also had a rushing touchdown in the game. So they were near the goal line. Uh, I will say this, the biggest silver lining is probably that Bajent went his direction. 14 yep. pass attempts or aim pass attempts. Six of those went to DJ Moore, almost half. So uh, I feel good about that. DJ Moore had five for 51 in this game, which was a disaster. Even when Justin Fields was in there, still reached double digit fantasy points. So that's enough for me again uh, in with what's going on this week with the teams on a bye and other injuries. Moore is at least startable. I have him at 19th just inside my top 20. Wow. Definitely a little nervous. Though. By the way, I like that strategy, by the way, by Tyson Bajent there. Where it's like, okay, I've literally never played in the NFL before. It's my first game. What should I do? Oh, throw the ball to number two. That's a yeah. good idea. Why don't more teams do that? That seems I, like a good strategy for me. Do you know you should do that? The Raiders I was in the same game. Mm-hmm. Squeaky wheels getting the grease yeah. on Sunday, Mike. I think you're right. I, I think Squeaky you're right. wheel, baby. This happens. It's the this way happens. it goes. Yes. And it's so. happened. Again, we've talked about this. This happens with Devontae Adams. We've seen this before. We yeah. saw it last year. And then yep. he went off. And after his two-game slump, he had a 35-point fantasy point yep. game. So I'm with you. That was a, I, I, we talked about it on the show yesterday. What a great tweet by Devontae yesterday. That was a great tweet. Like He's just like, he acknowledged to Sean's tweet yep. that basically it's not that he is not motivated by winning. It's that he believes accurately 
that the only chance for this team to be a real legitimate winner is if Devontae is being utilized like he deserves to be, which is a totally fair thing to say. That's what we all say. Yeah, Yeah. we agree with you. By the way, you know who else agrees with that? The Raiders for trading a first and second (laughs) round pick for him and giving him a five-year, $145 million deal. Mm Yeah, seriously. I'm with you. I want to ask a question about this Bears quarterback, though. This has nothing to do with fantasy. Oh, I know very little about Tyler Bajan. Like, how many Tyson. guys? Tyson Bajan. Sorry. Yeah. How many guys come in from yeah, Division really Two? Yeah. From Division Two, like college football, and do anything in the NFL? Do we have any Ooh, Division how many, Two quarterbacks what, in the quarterbacks? NFL? So we had a, we've had several one double A, right? Wait, like Tony yeah, was, Romo. Like Carson, was that yeah. Carson Wentz? Right? Carson Wentz yeah. is one double A. We've had you know Trey Lance is one double A. Division Two quarterbacks. I'm trying to. This is this is like this feels like a very me kind of question that like you would be. Throw my way. I feel like I, I yeah, you know, know their, you know their parents' names, everything. Yeah, like you got uh, that's right. Uh, Tyson, well, Tyson Bajan's father. Stop it. Legendary yes, arm wrestler. Arm wrestler which yeah. That that video has been going around the uh, internet. I mean, he's just an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Um, Bajan was at the Pro Bowl. It was at the Senior Bowl this past year. His dad was there making the rounds as well, and his brothers, young brother, younger brother, was there. And I met him, and he's also going to play at Shepherd where Bajan mm-hmm. played. And he was like, "Yeah, you think my brother's good? Wait till you see me." So I respected the confidence of like this 16 year old kid. It was great. Um, I cannot think off the top of my head of another division two quarterback. Okay. I'm sure there are several. I was just curious. You know, with that, I feel like we're deep. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about the running backs here? Last week, we did not have Khalil Herbert. CBD on this one, right? We don't know if Rashawn Johnson's going to play. Yep. Mm -hmm. Herbert's on IR. So he's got at least including this one, this one plus two more more after after he has to miss. Um, but it seems like this could be the Deontay Foreman slash Darrington Evans show once again. And Travis Homer back full of practice, yep. right? So he, I assume he'll be involved in third down situations, yeah. perhaps in place of Darrington Evans. We'll so uh, nobody. Then. Yes, yeah, I, ideally, yeah. ideally not. If Roshan plays, play yeah, him. if he returns to practice today, Friday, he's, he's been out chance, this week, yeah. then he may play. But is he going to be a full go after two and a half weeks of mispractice? Uh, I'd be surprised. Uh, and then yeah. worried about him. I hope he's okay. I mean, this yeah. is a concussion that's lingering now. What he's going to miss yep. two, two and a half games. So hopefully he's all right gets back on track is well said there's really a big a uh, big opportunity for him here too with yep. with herbert out and like him a lot good good young prospects so. understanding that, that that we're right now feels like the only must start on this offense is dj Moore. Mm-hmm. how are we feeling about cole Komet given the depth of the tight end position hmm. with a backup quarterback yeah i think you answered your own question yeah right there that's where it's <laughs> yeah. tough. like we move him down a few spots we're like whoa we're not starting him over or we're not starting that guy over him right. especially if we get pat fryermuth back like to me i pat would have will go. not be back Oh, well, a report from the NFL Network just surfaced a few minutes ago saying he's going to be out because he re-aggravated that injury oh, in practice. Man. Come on. So, uh, All right, we'll cross him off the list. All yeah, right, I was well, going to say, so we're down to four tight ends that matter. <laughs> yes, we're um, the same four that we were at before. Bad. Cole Komet, yeah, I would say he is uh, probably in your lineups if you have him by dint of the fact that he is a tight end that's healthy. Yes. Yeah. And All a right. good one. What about the pass catchers? Deontay Johnson potentially coming back for this game. So to the Rams-Steelers game. We go. So, yes. Sorry, did Let's I say the it. other side of this one? You're just putting all the bad offenses in one bucket, and that's, that's right. what it is. We, that's we my fault. Whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Steelers-Rams. Let's talk Against about it. Why not? Yeah. I would love to get Deontay Johnson back. Mm. I have so many shares of Deontay Johnson. I have just been waiting to clear my IR spot. Also, for the other injured guys I have in my roster, because I have had too many injuries so far this year. You would love to get Deontay Johnson back. I would love to not get a Deontay Johnson back tattoo. So if he scores a touchdown, that would eliminate <laughs> that possibility. So uh, I agree with you. I'd love to see Deontay Johnson back. It sounds like he's going to give it a go. Mike Tom at the beginning of the week said, like, you know, no setbacks. We'll see how it looks in practice. Should be good to go on Sunday. Appears like he'll give it a go on Sunday. If he's a, is he full? Is he a full go? Mm-hmm. 100% of the snaps? Is it 65, 70% of the snaps? That part remains to be D, but Mike Tomlin is about as transparent as it gets with coaches. So if he's activated from IR today, that might be accompanied by a Mike Tomlin. He's playing on Sunday. No restrictions. Yeah. How about this though? Rams fourth fewest fantasy points to receivers, second fewest to the perimeter, which yeah, is where George crazy. Pickens and Deontay Johnson yeah. are. Who would have, I mean, they like last second brought in Nikola Witherspoon. No one wanted him. He was just out there. Daring Kendrick. Agent, and yeah, got Daring. some off the field stuff right now, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, those, those are the two perimeter corners. Uh, they've just played very much like Kyron Williams uh, playing like every down at running back. They're kind of doing that with the defense. They're yeah. like this, you know, very top heavy where just these guys need to play every down. And so far it's worked. They've stayed healthy and, and it's been an effective defense. You know how in Ted Lasso, they have the belief sign that they touch every yeah. time they go out of the locker room. I actually heard a report that 
they've just got a six second clip of Mike from Fantasy Focus talking about how bad the Rams defense is. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they just all touch the television screen as they walk out the tunnel to remind themselves. Look, this stuff has happened before, right? It was uh, the newspapers that when they said the Jets uh, were going to be the underdogs in every That's game right. that one year and they That's were hanging right. it up all over the on every locker room. They hung that up. The Jags yeah. this week at, or this year had T-shirts. This stuff happens, man. Thirty uh, first ranked offensive line. I mean, look, dude, come on look now, sometimes people, uh, really. look. Sometimes my job is just to motivate. The That's players. what it is. That's what it is. So, who is the equivalent of us to fantasy football experts? Like, who is it that we derive our motivation from? Uh, like, uh, is that like what do you mean? Like this social media? Trolls well, I'm saying so. Like, like yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Is <laughs> like if if the Jaguars and the Jets drive uh, like derive motivation from us, the, mm-hmm. the media. Mm-hmm. Who do we in turn? get our motivation from. I think I have my own answer. Uh, well, me, uh, the honest answer for me is uh, I'm very self-critical. So bad calls is where I get mine from. Like if oh. I miss on something that that bothers me a lot. So a bunch. That's where I get mine from. I a, get a serious answer, but mine is not a serious answer, but I, uh, it's also <laughs> a little bit serious. Dan Campbell guys, how do I not get my inspiration from Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell. Every day I wake up, I stare <laughs> at a photo of him in my bathroom and I lock eyes and I'm like, Dan, we're going to do this today, baby. We are winning today. That's how I start my day every day. Right. It's how about you? What's interesting. interesting? Uh, the answer is social media trolls for sure, right? <laughs> by the way. That's actually And by right. the way, like it's, but it's a very specific type of social <laughs> media troll. And this was a good one. So this morning, you know, I've been doing a lot of draft work. You guys will talk, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the end of the regular season for fantasy mm-hmm. and into the heat of the draft season. Yep. But, um, I posted this clip this morning. This Oregon State right tackle looks like a you know very powerful player. Talise Fuaga going to be probably a top hundred pick. I just like hey, here's a clip of him. What kind of what makes this guy a, a legit NFL prospect? Is he's just powerful as all get out. And I had a, a couple people respond like go Beavers, like can't wait to see him play for the Saints, whatever. And then one guy responds. Yeah, but you told me to start Calvin Ridley last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. You know Got what? It. As a result of me saying that Calvin Ridley was a top 25 wide receiver going into last night, I'm going to retract my statement. And uh, Fuaga is actually it's very weak. Yeah, he, he doesn't even go. play for Oregon State. He actually plays for um, uh, for Lewis and Clark University. Okay. Um, so just, yeah, yeah anyways. You can't tr- we can't trust you. There's okay? the motivation. That might not even be a real player. That it might, might be not be. AI it's AI, it's video correct. Yes, There's no I way just, to know with you. Correct. Anyway, so it's, though, it's a very specific type of responder. <laughs> That's Reply so guy. Uh, get a lot of those in the mentions, unfortunately. Yep. Anyway. Right. No, it's great, though. You could be like, I think the best flavor of Mount Daniel's Mountain Dew guy uh, is uh, This is actually Code blue Red. Kool-Aid, in case you guys were wondering. I'm okay. just drinking the blue Kool-Aid. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, you could be like, happy birthday to my daughter, and it's like, uh, put Deontay Johnson on IR now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Like, oh, man. I digress. I digress. Anyway. Field digresses. We we're all going to digress here. Let's talk Rams backfield, though. How about that? You Can want we? To? Yeah, just for a sec. Get Mike's no last Kyron thoughts here. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Mike. Understanding no Kyron Williams. You got oh, yeah. Zach Evans yeah. and Royce Freeman. Which one of those two exciting names? Well, there's a couple other guys there, yeah. but those are the two. I'm curious how they attack this. Uh, I did watch the presser with uh, Sean McVay, and he talked through the running backs. They asked if Zach Evans was going to be the guy, and he just abruptly was like, no, like not necessarily, was essentially his response. And that I was like, oh, interesting. So By I way, Sean Zach calls Evans it how little. it is, too. Yes. Yeah, I did move him down a little bit. Um, he does like to feature one guy, but I would not be shocked if Royce Freeman plays 70% of the snaps. I don't think that's what will happen. I don't think that's most likely, but I think they're going to use multiple backs. I'm curious to see if, like, he has obviously the most experience with Daryl Henderson. Do they do the Saturday night thing where they... Promote him, him onto the roster, yeah. and then he, uh, Miles Gaskin's inactive, and Henderson plays a lot. I think they're going to use a bunch of backs. Evans is the guy I would go with just because he's most explosive, has a big chance of being like a Julio McLaughlin and having 12 touches and having a, a big play or two. But um, I would say try to avoid. But again, if I'm picking a flex with six teams on a bye, I would lean toward the rookie Zach Evans. I don't That's, feel good about it. I don't feel good about it either. I, I mean, it's just when you're ranking running backs, you get to a point where you're just oh, like, especially this week. All right, we have the starters for every team. Now we're Evans is left, or one of these Rams is left. It's a it's a tough spot. It's like, I mean, is it better than Najee Harris, who is going to get you six points, or do you go with want, Zach Evans? We just you know? need to stop mentioning Najee Harris. Oh, God, well, we haven't all week. I don't think we've mentioned the Gi- Steelers. At least when I've been on, we haven't mentioned the Steelers running backs all week. That's There's true. A reason for that. You That's know what? Gross. Just got a, a little DM on the uh, Fantasy Focus Veterans League that I play in. Uh-oh. Someone just asked, why do they always bleep on Mike Clay so hard? I like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we love Mike 
like, we love it's Mike. all in fun. Yeah. I would not I, make, if we made this fun, this much fun of you without being one of your best friends, then right. it would be uncomfortable. Like, you can't do this unless yeah. you care deeply. So Jacob, so who's awesome in the veterans league, like, has been yeah, great. Yeah. Like when, like Tyler means it when I go. Yeah. 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 Like, Tyler Fulton, that's a totally good one. Yes. 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 Here, I know it's all in fun. I give it to you guys too, but it's maybe it's because it's two on one. Right. That's what it is. Look, I'm for it. I'm, I'm. I'm cool with it. All right. No, it's the best. That's why it's, it's, that's why it's some of my closest line. friends yeah. in the yeah. world. I Absolutely. love messing Look, I, around. I know that I'm better than you guys, so it's fine. That's why. Like, that's just not, like, Mike, I again, that. again, Mike has like literally a year worth of, of, of leverage over me after lambasting me in the fantasy focus and the <laughs> dynasty right. league. He beat me by 112 <laughs> points and I was like the third highest scorer in the that's league. Unreal. Like Mike will smash me for a year and that's totally that, merited. You know how serious that league is? We had a trade yesterday of Zamir White for Tyson Bajan. Yeah, baby. Super flex. Like yeah. we have, uh, we go deep in We're that one. We're getting deep in that one. That's right. Um, I'm going to start being nicer to Mike, though. I, people are perceiving it Why? the wrong way. Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay. That makes it's one fun. of us. I'm going to be the, I'm gonna be the same <laughs> Shout guy. Shout out the, uh, Bo- the fittest Bo- <laughs> Veterans it. League. Yeah. Dude, I love the Veterans League. They're so yeah. fantastic. My yeah. chat is oh, very yeah, active. Too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's super active. hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's close out this version of Fantasy Focus with our starts of the week brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Field Yates, yeah. if you are picking a start of the week here, yep. which direction are you going to go? So first of all, I hope it's a player that I have in the uh, Fantasy Focus Veterans League because <laughs> I have Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins, and David Montgomery as three of my first oh, five no. picks. So are, That's not good. Um, yeah, so if anybody in that league wants to trade me their best player, that'll be my start <laughs> of the week. I have Zach Charbonnet <laughs> to offer you in return. Um, you know what? I felt like poking the bear between the two of you I today. I love it. I love it. Uh-oh. Christian Watson, baby. Yes. Full compliment of snaps. And yes, am I weary of that Pastor Tan the second shadow? Of course I am. I read Mike's column every single week, mm-hmm. learn from it, helps me make my lineup decisions. And yet for once, I feel like it's important to just say YOLO. Mm-hmm. Christian Watson playing close to 100% of the snaps this week, coming off of the bye, the Packers in a bit of a desperate spot. Give me Christian Watson. I've got him as wide receiver 24 this week, higher than the consensus. Look, I wrote uh, about that matchup, but I'm still, I have Watson on a lot of teams. I'm very invested in having a big game. So uh, the nice thing about him is he's one of them players where they're like, this is our best player. Yep. We're going to manufacture touches. We're going to throw him deep shots. We're going to give him carries. We're going to throw screens to him. It's going to be near the line of scrimmage or deep downfield. I think he still has a shot to have a good game, but it is a, it is a tough matchup. I also look at Mike's stuff in order to use his rankings to decide what I'm going to play. It's just a little different, I think, than the way you do a field. But you're the opposite. I'm the, you're I the opposite. The, yeah, I, I fade Mike for all of his things. What do you have for your start of the week, Michael? Um, I have Brian Robinson Jr. Bounce Ooh, back. Like yeah, yeah, he's going yeah. Uh, the wrong direction lately. Uh, he's had a high floor. Three yeah. touchdowns in six games, at least 13 fantasy points in four games, but no ceiling. One finish better than 15th, under 13 touches in three of his last four games, but he's playing the New York Giants. Uh, I think the game script will be good as a team that went into Atlanta, a game where we thought Atlanta might control and they did. It wasn't really close. Washington had that game in control most of the way. Uh, So uh, Giants fourth or worse in carries, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns and yards per carry allowed to running backs. This sets up for a Brian Robinson game. I like it. Love all that. I I want a Brian Robinson bounce back. I could use that, especially in a week where I have a bunch of running backs, not Mm -hmm. in my starting lineup because they're on a bye. My start of the week this week is Jordan Addison. Nice call. Taking a page out of Fields' book, and there's a couple of reasons why. I understand down week last week. Still in a down week, 11.8 fantasy points, right? So it wasn't that down of a week. But the reason why, did not have to throw the ball a ton. I think this week, I know they get the 49ers, and that can give you some pause. 49ers are like mid-pack against wide receivers. Part of the reason why is because they're beating teams so much, they've got to be thrown against. And if you have a quarterback that is going to go out there and sling it. There are worse quarterbacks than Kirk Cousins for me to feel nervous about. I am all in on Jordan Addison being a start of the week against the 49ers. Don't feel nervous about the defense. You can throw them out there. Feel good about it. I thought of one funny fade Mike Clay story. That's, I mean, it's about me. So sorry to be selfish uh, here. And I think uh-oh. I've told it on the podcast before, but it's making fun of me. So it's a good one. Uh, I went to New York one day in August to do something for ESPN fantasy. And I was walking through Times Square and there was a guy on the other side of the block or maybe it was on the same block, but far enough away that he had to shout. And I hear here like, field, field, field. And I'm like looking up and I'm like, is this going to be somebody that I know who lives in New York? Is this a stranger? <laughs> a big fan? Person? It's like, yep. field, field, field. 
And you're like, yeah, you like kind of look up, you acknowledge it. No, I wish. <laughs> look up, not some guy, and he goes, hey, I took your advice last year and did the exact opposite and won my league. <laughs> Shut and up. And I was like, I respect that. <laughs> I get that. I mean, what's your time. response to that? Like, you I won your know. league. How am I supposed to sir, yeah, yeah, congrats. Yeah. I mean, you were a service to him. I'm glad he knows, I can so help you do the you. opposite. And exactly. you, that's it. Say, if, if, as long as we help you win your league, right. that's all I care about. Yes. That's our job. If you decide to fade us and it works, good for you. By the way, I had this shout out to my, I, I told the story in the podcast a couple of weeks ago about my mail carrier and yeah. how I needed, found out my mail carrier actually off for the next little while because he's having a baby. So I wanted to oh, shout nice. out my mail carrier for being able to have, bring a child into this world. Do you know I'm not, boy, girl? Do I do not know, know? Which, what it's going to be because our other mail carrier, we have two mail carriers, okay. kind of go back and forth. Danielle yeah. is our other mail carrier. And so uh, I know my mail carrier's names. Do you guys know your mail carrier's uh, names? I, I do not. I do not. Um, now I, I feel like to, less of a human now. I, yeah. try, I try to be able to get to know them because, you know, they deliver your mail and some of that's important. Mm. So anyways, anyways, right. just shout out, shout out. I'm choosing not to answer by design. Uh, but that's Congratulations. It's it very fun. Do you, feel like the, the, do you feel like the baby should be named Danielle or Daniela? Probably one of those you? two things because I helped him get a, a W when he was like, I right. need two points from Geno Smith. Can I still mm. start him? And I'm like, yes, you can still start Geno Smith and get two points. So Seems I, like the least he could do. That feels, uh, it's a, that's a little Matthew of me, but I feel like we can at least make that happen. Here, Every you know once I mean? in a while, we'll let it slide. Let it slide. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure that you check us out Sunday morning. SF, SF now on ESPN2. 10 a.m. We'll see you there. Bye. Peace. You didn't say don't forget to love each other. Don't anymore. forget to love each other. No, I have to say that now. No, see, you're too mean now. You're the mean guy in the show. You can't, I say that now. Don't forget to love each other. Secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you.